Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Five Gospels. You, you, didn't, know, you didn't think there was five Gospels in the, in the Bible, did you? We're going to run through tonight and we're going we're gonna to figure that out. You're going to have to qualify quite a few things when you make an opening uh, few sentences like that. So let's start off with Galatians chapter number one and 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and Galatians chapter number one. That's where we will start off. The first gospel, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, we'll do that one and we'll start uh, reading at... Uh, verse number three, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. When you preach the gospel, it should be a simple, easy, childlike faith presentation. Verse four, for he that cometh preaching another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or here it is, another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. There is, the first gospel we're going to talk about, there is another gospel. And flip over a page and you'll find First Corinthians or Galatians chapter 1. Let's start reading at verse number 6. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto, here it is, another gospel. That's the first of five we're going to speak about tonight. There is another gospel. But the Bible says in verse number seven, which is not another because it ain't true. But there be some that trouble you. This another gospel is troublesome and would pervert the gospel of Christ. This another gospel is a perverted gospel. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. I don't care who it is that brings it. I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's you. I don't care if an angel comes down. God says if it's another gospel that perverts the true gospel, it's an accursed gospel and it's false. We got to be aware of this. That's why I'm starting with this. We need to be aware of false preachers and gospels. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. That's how serious God is about his gospel. Someone comes to you and tells you, I believe I can get to heaven because I've been baptized. That's a curse. That man's a curse. Somebody says they think they can get to heaven because they uh, have a faithful church membership and they're on the membership role and they're trusting in their membership. They are a curse. It's an accursed gospel because it's a works based gospel. First Corinthians 15 and John chapter three. There is only one way, and this is what so irritates this world. 
There's only one way to God, and that is through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter number 15. This is the gospel. Verse 3, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in there is membership, good works, baptism, any of these things that man wants to do to merit his goodness, man ain't good. So when somebody says, no thanks, I'm good, they ain't good. They ain't righteous. It's another gospel. John chapter number three. Verse number three, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We're going to get into that a little bit later on in the message. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? And he entered the second time into his mother's womb and be born. Nicod Jesus tells him he has to be born again. Nicodemus immediately goes into something he has to do. You mean I have to enter in a second time? That is always another gospel. It's always you give them the gospel and they say, oh, so that means I can do. No, you can't do anything. Jesus paid it. And Nicodemus is a perfect example. How can I? How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time? He wants to do something. Barely, barely, I say to thee, except the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It's the spiritual kingdom. It's within that which is born of flesh, flesh, that was born of spirit of spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. No other way around it. That's the true gospel. Christ died, buried, rose again. You must be born again. That's the gospel that we preach. We got one out of five out of the way. We understand what another gospel is, right? We don't preach that. We are attuned to hear that in our witnessing efforts so we can be, bring people up to speed. But I would submit to you, you need to try to dial in. Is this another gospel? Is this man a curse? Or not? You've got to be able to use some discernment, figure that out by asking questions. Gets you there a lot quicker. Okay, Matthew 24 and Luke 1. Matthew 24 and Luke 1. The rest of these four Gospels uh, are good news. The Gospel means good news. But there is a Gospel called the Kingdom of Heaven. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 14. Matthew 24, verse number 14. I'll show you this in the Bible. Uh, it, it says, and this Gospel of the Kingdom. Everybody see that? This is a Gospel of the Kingdom shall be preached. In all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. This gospel of the kingdom of heaven, this is a physical kingdom on earth that will be set up. It will be a literal earthly kingdom set up by God. 
And this gospel of the kingdom of heaven is not what we preach now, but it was preached. We're going to see that in a minute. And it is good news. It is a gospel. It's good news. Luke 1. Luke chapter 1. Verse number 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now watch this. He shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There shall be no end. When Jesus came the first time, was he on? Was he sitting on the throne of his father, David? No, but he will be. He will be. Jesus Christ on this physical earthly kingdom that will be set up by God. Jesus Christ, the son of David will rule. Is he sitting in Jerusalem now? Is he sitting anywhere now? He's with the Father. He's not a king on earth yet. But he will be. He will be. And that will happen. This is this gospel of the kingdom of heaven. This gospel of the kingdom of heaven was proclaimed by two people and one group of people. <laughs> Let's see what those people are. Matthew chapter three. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven in Matthew chapter three. Watch. Verse number one. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And it goes on, he goes on. John the Baptist preached this kingdom of heaven. We are not preaching what John the Baptist preached in the wilderness. John the Baptist preached the kingdom of heaven, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 4, turn over one passage. Verse number 17. Think not that I, oh, wrong chapter. Uh, uh, Verse number 17 in chapter 4. From this time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist in Matthew chapter number 3 preaches this kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ himself in chapter 4 preaches the same exact message, this kingdom of heaven. Notice we're in the book of Matthew. Jewish in nature. All throughout, we see that. 
And lastly, let's go over to Matthew chapter number 10. Who else preached it? Matthew chapter 10, verse number 5. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Now notice, Jesus commanded the twelve. This is the group of people that were commanded to preach this gospel of the kingdom. He didn't command us to preach the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. He gave us another gospel. Can't say another gospel because we just said that's wrong. He, he gave us something we're going to get to in a minute. Go not into the way of the Gentiles. And into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We have this gospel proclaimed by three different people. John the Baptist, Matthew chapter 3. Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 4. The 12 in Matthew chapter 10, all Jewish in nature. Which leads us to this question, who was this gospel proclaimed to? This gospel of the kingdom of heaven was proclaimed to the nation of Israel. When was this gospel, which is good news, Proclaimed to the nation of Israel. When? During the time of Jesus Christ's earthly ministry. That is when that gospel of the kingdom of heaven was proclaimed. When you see parables that mention kingdom of heaven, this is a literal kingdom. This speaks as Christ. As king of that literal kingdom that will be on the earth. It will be a literal earthly kingdom. And guess who's going to be the head of nations? Israel will be the head of nations. This is what is called the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. It is a literal physical kingdom. That was preached during Christ's earthly ministry. And it will come to pass. What happened? How come it didn't come to pass yet? What in the world happened? Well, let's go over to Matthew chapter 14. And we'll find out what happened. Matthew chapter 14. John the Baptist is preaching this gospel. <laughs> he comes out of the wilderness and. You have his diet. He was just sold out. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 14, verse 1. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. For John said unto him, it is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. 
whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being instructed of her mother, said, give me here John Baptist's head and a charger. You know what they did to John the Baptist? Happy birthday. They put him in prison, celebrated a birthday, and they cut off his head. That's what they did to John the Baptist for preaching this gospel of the kingdom. What else happened? Matthew 26. We'll find out what else happened. Matthew 26. Verse number 55. In that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes. This is Matthew 26. Verse number 55. Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves were to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. You know what happened? John the Baptist was beheaded. The disciples forsook the Lord. They forsook him. John chapter 19. John chapter 19. Verse number 14, and it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he saith unto the Jews, behold, your king, where they cried out away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. They cried out against him. The nation crucified him. John the Baptist beheaded. Disciples forsook him. The nation cried out against him. Luke 19, it says, we, we will not have him reign over us. That was the result of preaching the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. They crucified the Lord. So what happened? Hosea 3, verse 4, Israel will abide many days without a king. That nation will abide many days without a king. What they do? They put him on the cross, crucified. What did that cause? It caused this gospel, which is good news of the kingdom. God hit the pause button. They're going to Israel as a nation is going to abide many days without a king. It's set aside right now. It's set aside. This gospel of the kingdom. When a Jehovah witness, when a Jehovah's false witness knocks on your door, they are telling you truth. It's just truth misapplied, which makes it another gospel. You're taking truth from the Bible from a time period and a people, and you're trying to apply it to us, and it's not for our time period and our people. But what they are telling you out of the book of Matthew is truth, just misapplied truth. And it just kills the whole deal. And they are believing a false gospel. They're believing another gospel. <clears throat> Matthew 26, 
By the way, the prosperity gospel is the same thing. They take earthly, physical, prosperous blessings that were promised to the nation. They apply it to the church, and then they just mess the whole thing up. It is not, it's truth misapplied, which makes them false teachers. When we see the kingdom of heaven in the Bible, these verses deal primarily with physical salvation from death into an earthly, literal, physical kingdom. It's not spiritual salvation from sin into a heavenly kingdom. And I want you to get that because that is what we are preaching. It is a spiritual salvation where you're delivered from the curse of sin and the kingdom is a spiritual kingdom, not a physical kingdom, right? That is the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. The third gospel we're going to speak about is also good news. Revelation 14. It is good news that the final judgment of the world is at hand. <laughs> Revelation chapter number 14. Watch who proclaims this. And I'll ask you the question, who proclaims this gospel? Revelation 14, verse number six. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. You know when this is going to be preached? Before the second coming of Christ. You know what we're not going to preach on the street corner or at the fair? This. We're not sending anybody else out to fly in the midst of heaven like an angel. And say fear God, give him glory for the hour of judgment has come. Now, they're under condemnation, they're under judgment, but this is considered the everlasting gospel. It's going to proclaim that the time of Jacob's trouble, it's ending soon. And guess who is coming? Jesus as king. The kingdom was set aside. Why? Because of Israel's unbelief. But there is a kingdom coming. There was a kingdom that was promised, and it is coming. And this everlasting gospel is going to be preached. Now, the gospel of the kingdom, it's earthly, it's visible, and Christ reigns as king. This gospel of the kingdom of heaven, you have Israel as the forefront. This everlasting gospel that we just spoke about that's going to be preached by this angel it is good news and the good news is now the manifestations of these blessings and the re these rewards are going to come forth this earthly kingdom that we just talked about where christ reigns as king israel's at the forefront all that's going to happen 
And so this everlasting gospel is going to be preached by an angel before the second coming of Christ. We don't preach another gospel. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven was already preached during Christ's earthly ministry. We saw what the result of that was. The nation of Israel abide many days without a king. That's going to come into forefront when the everlasting gospel was finally preached by an angel. And Israel is going to be back into the scene. But until then, we have been given Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. We have been given the gospel of grace. Acts chapter 20, verse number 21. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit into Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. Here it is to testify the gospel of the grace of God. But as many as received him to them, gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. John 1 12, the gospel of grace is what you and I preach when we go out and witness. It is also referred, well, go to Romans, Romans 1. The gospel which we preach, Romans 1.1, 1, 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an, an apostle, separated unto, this gospel of grace is also called, Romans 1.1, 1, 1, excuse me, the gospel of God, the gospel of God. It's synonymous with the gospel of grace. Go over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 12. If others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things. Here it is, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. So this gospel of grace that we preach is also synonymous with the gospel of God. It's also synonymous with the gospel of Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's get Ephesians chapter 6. Verse number 15. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's also synonymous with the gospel of peace. Which by the way this Muslim religion. That is supposed to be the so called religion of peace. Is not the gospel of peace. It's not. Matter of fact. It's the only religion that I can think of. Or that I know of. That wants to and believes. That anyone that doesn't agree with them. Should be killed. Okay, so it is not a gospel of peace. It's a gospel of devils. This gospel of grace is synonymous with the gospel of God. Same thing as the gospel of Christ. Same thing as the gospel 
of peace that we see in Ephesians 6.15. Now, we just came out of this kingdom of heaven gospel that was preached by John the Baptist, Jesus Christ, and the apostles. When was that gospel of the kingdom of heaven preached? During his Christ's earthly ministry, right? We talked about that. There's also this kingdom of God, which falls under this gospel of grace. Uh, Get Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, verse number 20. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, here it is, when the kingdom of God should come. This is not a kingdom of heaven passage. This is a kingdom of God passage. He answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven, what was it? Physical, literal, king. Right? This gospel, this, this, this kingdom of God, where is that? That's within. It's not something that you can say, what it says in the verse, low here or low there. No, it's within. You can observe it. It's a spiritual thing. Difference between the gospel or the kingdom of heaven versus the kingdom of God. This kingdom of God gospel, this gospel of grace, you are born into that. You must be born again. Spiritual, like we talked about earlier in the message. When you read kingdom of God verses in the Bible, you will not see physical, literal kingdoms on earth. Do you know where the the literal kingdom is? In heaven. It is not on earth. The gospel, I'm sorry, the gospel of grace and the kingdom of God, Christ is in view as the Savior. The kingdom of heaven, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, Christ is in view as a king. Are both good news? Yes. Are both truth? Yes. But we need to apply that truth correctly. One has Christ as a Savior in view. One has Christ as king in view. He saves us from our sins. The kingdom is the third heaven. It's a spiritual, spiritual thing. Everybody good? We got one more. Number five, the glorious gospel. Second Corinthians chapter four. Well, what's the glorious gospel? It's it's part of the gospel of the grace of God, but it's going to key in on one specific aspect that we're going to look at right now. Second Corinthians chapter number four. 
And this will be the last gospel that we'll look at, the glorious gospel. Second Corinthians chapter number four. Look what it says in verse number three. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. This glorious gospel is part of the gospel of grace. It's what we preach, but it specifically keys in on the Lord in his resurrected glory. And it's called this glorious gospel. When we preach someone, we need to make sure we preach the resurrection. And this glorious gospel keys in on this resurrected Savior, this resurrected Lord. Uh, get First Timothy 1 and Hebrews 2. 1 Timothy 1. Verse 11, 1 Timothy 1, 11, look what it says. According to the glorious gospel, there it is. The glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And in Hebrews chapter 2, let's look at that in verse number 10. Uh, verse number nine, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Look at this, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should take death for every man. For it become him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto what? Unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. This specific detail of the gospel, this glorious gospel it's concerning this resurrection glory, bringing many sons unto glory. They're called away. You know what we receive? Not a body of corruption, a body of incorruption, not a bottle of a mortal immortality. We receive a glorified body. So this glorious gospel is this specific aspect of the gospel of the grace of God that really details in on the idea of this resurrected savior in glory and us being risen again many sons in glory we are going to have a glorified body no more trapped in this body of flesh now that's something to say amen about the everlasting gospel we talked about earlier is the rewards of the blessings given to those that have believed the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and in like manner this glorious gospel is the rewards and or blessings that are manifested to those that believe the gospel of the grace of God you know what the reward and well one of the rewards and blessings is for you and I as believers 
the glorious gospel. We are going to have manifested for ourselves as a blessing, a glorified body. This glorious gospel falls right under this banner of the gospel of the grace of God. Or the gospel of God or the gospel of Christ or the gospel of peace. I know we said gospel a lot, but just trying to get everything, everything in there. Um, what do we preach? Grace. Grace. Peace, kingdom of God, Christ. That's what we preach. We're not preaching an earthly kingdom, a king. All that is going to come. We are preaching the gospel of the grace of God. And you know what people so hate today? They really do hate grace and they shouldn't. They want to do something. We don't preach the gospel of the kingdom. We don't preach the everlasting gospel. That's reserved for an angel to preach. And we sure don't preach another gospel. We sure don't preach that. We preach the the saving grace gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is that? He came, he lived a sinless life because you couldn't. You can take truth misapplied and you can see some commandments that are going to be kept and it will merit you uh, physical salvation, which is what will happen for those to enter in the millennial kingdom. You know what they're going to do? They're going to try to survive physically. They're going to be saved physically, and that salvation physically will allow them the reward to enter into the millennial kingdom alive. But we are not preaching that. We are preaching Jesus Christ paid it all. We are preaching spiritual salvation. Put your full faith and trust. I know you've heard this so many times. And what Jesus Christ did for you. He will deliver you and save you from your sins. He has not promised to deliver you and save you. From the problems that happen here on earth. And he certainly is not going to save you from the consequences of your sins. That will happen down here on earth. You are not promised health, wealth and prosperity. But you are promised a literal kingdom that is in the third heaven. And you are delivered from your sin. The kingdom of God is within. You are saved from within. If you trust in what Christ did for you on the cross, you can be saved. Sin no longer reigns over you. You would be born again, John 3. And you've got an eternal home that can't be taken away from you in the third heaven of the Lord. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.